What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there, dressed as Bluey. Uh, our internet, we've Not already had Sonic. to restart once. <laughs> Not Sonic. We've already had to restart once uh, because our internet has been really shitty, but this time it's not us. It's we both have the same internet provider and they've been fucking up uh, pretty consistently. So if it stutters or stops or drops, it for once is not our fault. But we should all, Castino, gather here with even if it even if. Like this, the, like no. the sign says behind. Did Audrey Hepburn say that? Did Audrey Hepburn say that? Is that Audrey Hepburn? Yeah, it is. There's like oh. a, the, the this room that I'm in, which I feel like I'm in a box. Is the Audrey Hepburn <laughs> gift room? The wife is Audrey obsessed. Hepburn gift room. The fuck does that mean? No guest room. Guest. Oh, guest, guest. room. I thought you said gift room. I was like, that is a real weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you've been over, here. you know, every time you leave, that's why you always get Audrey Hepburn, like memorabilia. It's like, we just give out gifts. I mean, next time you come, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can have that photo. You can have that. You can have that photo. Gosh darn it. That photo. <laughs> um, but this is the season one finale casino of this podcast. Season two starts and on so that's Tuesday. why it's still, still going to be bad. Yeah, so season two, completely revamping everything. Uh, Casino and I are both getting breast implants. We're just really making changes for the betterment of the pod. Uh, hair extensions, it's going to be sexier, sleeker. Yes. Hopefully our internet works. Uh, but Casino, reflecting back... Reflecting back, I'm going on to get a new. Com- I'm going to get a new laptop. I'm going to get a new laptop today. That's that's exciting. When's the last time you bought a new laptop? High school. <laughs> yeah, which explains a lot about why our internet connection is always so shitty. Because Casino is broadcasting this from the Apple One computer. That. Uh, I mean, it started it off. It's a classic, but maybe shouldn't be used for podcasts in 2023. But that's why season two revamped. It's going to be amazing. But reflecting back, Casino, we started this podcast almost a year ago at this point. Our first one was September 8th. So we're about a month away from uh, the one year anniversary of starting this podcast. Thoughts, feelings, if you want to cry on the podcast reflecting, this is your chance. Um, we did uh, we did as bad as I thought we would. <laughs> um, the show is kind of bulls as we. Um, we got a lot of work to do as I thought we would. Um, I'd like to thank my parents. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. That was beautiful. Brought a tear to my eye, but uh, also starting no, next week. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get myself a new computer. 
Um, yeah, we're going to revamp it. We're going to get myself a new computer and work on our internet a little bit. I still have a new kid here in October, but um, the wife is aware. We're going to make it work. Um, I'm going to be more professional. Um, that means attire. <laughs> I won't be wearing the same uh, Lady in the Tramp uh, sweatshirt anymore. Yeah. You'll or be bluey. wearing a suit and tie on every episode. A suit and tie. A different suit and tie every episode. It so might, that's going to be great. Okay, no, it might be the same suit and tie every single time. <laughs> uh, but let's. Oh, that would be a good uh, reason to wear my my wedding suit again. That would actually be real. You know what? The uh, the one year anniversary podcast, September eighth. We should just wear suits and ties. That'd be really funny. <laughs> just. I'm, I'm <laughs> um. But yeah, so it is August 4th. We took a week off because we really just did not have anything to discuss because I just, I don't know why. I just cannot fucking stand when sports talk shows are just like where it's July and they're like, okay, let's talk about how, uh, oh, I don't know. Let's talk about how uh, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. And then you're just like, it's fucking July. They have not played one game. This uh, They did play a preseason game last night, Casino. Did you watch any of that? The Jets and the Browns. Nope. Not at all. I didn't watch a single lick of it. Yeah. I, I did just because I was at work and I just put it on the TV, but I wasn't like actively watching it. I saw the one nice throw that Zach Wilson did, and now everybody's like, is Zach Wilson good as if – an entire last season of football uh, showed you that any flash that he was. Uh, but what percentage of, let's say, stock do you put into preseason as a whole when it comes to if a team's going to be good or not or if a player's going to be good or not? Zero. 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 I uh, I thought we were going to disagree on this. I completely agree. I put infinite zero in terms of preseason. Because remember that year the Cleveland Browns went uh, 0-16? In that season, they were 4-0 in the preseason. And everybody was like, are the Cleveland Browns going to be good? And then they lost every single game. So I think yeah. Sh- Sean McVay... Uh, like revolutionize this crazy idea where it's like, hey, what if preseason really means nothing and we just sit everybody who's going to play in actual games? And then the work, like the NFL world was like, oh my God, that's what a crazy idea. And then now teams, I really think that's also the reason why they took, like the NFL took away the la- the fourth preseason game and just made it three because all the coaches realize like oh yeah we don't have to put our players in this at all like why would we so yeah people kept getting injured yeah well there was that year where uh what trent green for the rams got injured in preseason and that's what led to like kurt warner and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's just i also hate that shit where it's just like uh uh online or whatever like all the the sports news outlets are like football's back football's back football's back for like the fucking preseason opening game and it's like no it isn't football starts 
uh, uh, opening night, which is September 7th, I believe. September 7th. Uh, uh, I think so. And it, yeah, I think it's like just one month away. Yeah. Yeah. So we are uh, one month away, almost, almost exactly, because we're recording on the 4th. But we're going to be doing, for the next month or so, we're going to be doing uh, an NFC and an AFC team. We're going to try recording on both Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're going to start talking about the NFC South, AFC South, and then go division by division each day with, you know, whatever sports news is coming. And then September 4th, we're going to be doing the big, like, NFL preview kind of thing we did last year. Uh, you know, that's where we'll do our Super Bowl picks and all that kind of stuff. And then, obviously, the game will start – or the first game will be that Thursday. We'll record Friday and talk about it and then make our predictions for the weekend – the first weekend of football. Uh, just before we start diving into the news casino, uh, just heading into preseason, how are you feeling about your team, the New England Patriots, this year? Are you are you excited? Are you oh, optimistic? Not good at all. Not good at all. What what right now do you think? I they think they're going to be right in, division? in the division third. I think that they can outdo. I really do think they can outdo the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins could be a little flustered from Tua's, you know, injury report, just constantly being on concussion watch pretty much. I'm not yeah. going to say that's not going to stop playing hard, this and that, but I, I don't know if this team might have some sort of chemistry issues um, outside of Tua and Hill because they've already shown that they don't really – they don't really have much of a disconnect. Um, so I think that they could pull off third. I wouldn't be shocked if they got fourth, but I do think that they're going to be roughly right around where they were last year. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I do think it's going to be one of the tougher divisions in the football um, this year. So yeah. Bill Belichick has his work cut out for him. Um, apparently, Getting Bill O'Brien in has definitely helped. Um, definitely helped. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, Mac Jones, um, and apparently he's name. looking like he, yeah, he's apparently looking <laughs> like he he did uh, two seasons ago where he looked promising and everybody was kind of excited to see what he had to go, what he was going to do. You know, last year, I just don't think so. I, Bill O'Brien's got this figured out a little bit. I don't like their wide receiving core. Their running game is going to be pretty strong, which I have my fingers crossed, even though I know it's he's not. Patriots are not on his watch list, but fingers crossed of getting Jonathan Taylor. Because um, if we Ooh. get Jonathan Taylor, I think that the they might have the best running back duo in the NFL with Taylor being one and then Rashad uh, Stevenson, or Rashad, uh, Ramondre Stevenson being a two uh, and then we've got a couple guys after that too so um i know he's not on his short list we'll talk about him in a bit but that would be awesome if that just just came out of nowhere but uh yeah that's uh, how about interesting for your eagles i i'll t- i'll tell you for your eagles i i think that they just walk back into the fine i i, I feel like they walk back in the super bowl i do i honestly uh because you know me stand in their way i don't 
Go for it. Well, no, I'm saying you know me, and I've always been the very pessimistic Eagles fan. I always think they're going to do much worse than they always end up doing just because I am always scared to, like, bet or root on my team because then you get expectations up, and then I'm a psycho. So when they don't meet those expectations or when they fall below what I thought they would, I get super depressed from it. But at the moment – We are going to, a couple shows from now, we're going to talk about the win totals over and under. The Eagles right now are tied with the Chiefs and the Bengals for the most over-under predictions, or in terms of like highest, where they're at 11.5. And I just, when it comes to my team, I just think that, First off, everybody knows the AFC is where all like the really great, great teams are. And even the teams that have the potential to be like one of the great, great teams like the Ravens or the Chargers just need one or two things to click. And then all of a sudden they're a potential 12, 13 win team, right? They have all the talent too. They just need to like put the pieces together. So obviously in the AFC, it's like Chiefs, Right now, I would say Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, right, are the, like, three cream-of-the-crop teams of the AFC. Yeah, and so that's also kind of like what the betting odds are. In the NFC, it really just feels like it's Eagles who lost some pieces but then replaced those pieces with either pieces that are just as good or a little bit better. So the Eagles retooled. They obviously now have like a bunch of rookies stepping in that are really highly rated rookies. They have a bunch of guys from last year that are stepping up from rookies to second year. And then you have the maturation of Jalen Hurts. And I just keep seeing all this like shit where it's just like, oh, Jalen Hurts, you know, we can't call him a good quarterback because it was one year because it was like blah, blah, blah. I don't know if the Eagles will be as good as they were last year. I would put every cent, every dollar I have that Jalen Hurts is better this year than he was last year. He just, to me, does not seem like the guy with the type of like work ethic and mentality he has that he's just going to get worse. I just don't see any scenario where he's bad. Obviously, with all these I mean, teams. Hell, that, that's going to be a big bet, man. That's going to be a big bet for you. I mean, you have $6, so. Yeah, and that's all of it. I mean, every single penny of six dollars. But no, I just—I'm sure you could probably get a dollar, maybe, for that uh, wonderful uh, gathering, graceful heart thing he's behind you. Maybe a dollar. Sure, that was that was probably like seven dollars at. I can't think of that craft stores. I don't know Michaels or whatever. Who cares? But my what I'm saying is, if we. If we just put every NFL team and we just say no catastrophic injuries, right? Like, obviously, we'll talk about what happened with Burrow and the Bengals in a little bit, but those are things you can't predict. So we take catastrophic or fluke injury out of the mix. And then when it comes to the NFC, it's like it's Eagles and 49ers, right? Who is even, who else is even in that? like atmosphere i mean you can say dallas obviously well obviously that was the team i was going to say people want to say the cowboys but 
their offseason now has been very, and I'm not even saying this as a Cowboys hater because I am. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, but I at least can be objective about them. They haven't felt like they've gotten better, and now they're having like weird off-season training camp shit, which we'll talk about. They're having the Zach Martin holdout. They lost Zeke Elliott. Now Tony Pollard's kind of doing that weird, like, why aren't you giving me a contract? It's just, it feels like they're the NFC equivalent of like what's happening in Buffalo, where everything you hear coming out of Buffalo, like training camp is just like not good. And there's just like a bunch of weird air around it. It's also kind of that thing where it's like, shit or get off the pot like this is kind of you know where you need to your Super Bowl window was wide open and now each year it's getting smaller and smaller so in terms of NFC casino and obviously we'll talk about this when we get to uh previewing the divisions and talking about win totals and shit like that uh outside of the Eagles or 49ers would you bet any of your six dollars on any other team in the NFC making the Super Bowl? Uh, no. no may- okay, so maybe the Vikings just because they're consistent. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I really think it's Eagles 49ers. Cowboys are probably the third. And then after that, I, I really feel like it falls off a, a cliff. I really think it does. But in the AFC, I mean, you can pick what? Let's see. We can talk Chiefs, obviously, Bengals, Bills. We talked about those. But then there's Ravens, Jaguars, uh, Jets, obviously, because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We'll talk about them in a minute. Chargers. Then you have, like, Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins. Like, all these teams that maybe could take the step up. Like it just feels like they're much, much deeper. And in the AFC where you'd be like struggling to think of seven teams, like where you can move them and how they would get in the playoffs in the NFC. It's like you have three playoff teams four, if I agree with you, you want to count the Vikings. And then the last three, you'd be like, fuck if I know, like it's just guessing at that point, (laughs) like, I mean, everybody thinks the Lions are going to be great this season, but would you be shocked if opening night against the Chiefs, like the score ends up being like 35 to 13, and you're just like, that's the Chiefs. Like, I wouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, Whew. Yeah, nor I. Nor I. All right, let's talk about – we just mentioned it now. Let's talk about Joe Burrow Casino – He was injured in, well, the weird thing was it appeared that he was already having issues with the ankle, even during training camp, like before he was out there running the, uh, running the drills. And then all of a sudden he got a right calf strain after the reports that he was limping prior to the injury, he was carted off the field and it looks like he will be out for minimum a month. The the report is several weeks, and if he starts the season or not is, I guess, the goal, but it is up in the air. So thoughts on – I mean, from, this does to from what Bengals. I read also, though – Oh, go ahead. 
Yeah. So, so from what I have been writing up on is he's got a, a sleeve over it. He, he's showing no limp, um, which is good. Is the this is the opposite leg of where he had his knee, um, his knee injury. So that's good at least. So you know, it, it's nothing that can. Where where I'm getting at is typically if you have a leg injury on one side it's, and you, you will get more leg injuries, even if it's that same spot or others, because everything else is trying to compensate for it. At least it's not on the side that he had his knee surgery on um, for his MCL, but because that was the left, um, but he does have a sleeve on it from what I've been reading up on. Uh, he's showing no limp. Uh, he is still obviously limited to everything. Um, they're just hopefully get back. Uh, I don't think like, Again, we don't need our star players playing in preseason games. I think he's going to be just fine. I think the preseason is best for those players that would have to come in in lieu of injury, get them yeah. some reps, get them up to game speed. Um, so I think he's going to be our. Um, obviously, we think that. I mean, it's no support, you know. It's going to be no surprise, you know. We think Cincinnati can be the the team that can rival um, the Chiefs, so I'm hoping that he comes back strong. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be too worried about it right now. I think it's precaution. Yes, it was a non-contact injury, but um, as you said, he has some ankle issues that he probably shouldn't have been practicing anyway. Uh, so that's kind of where my take is on it. Hopefully, everything's good. Uh, we need him to start the season so they can down the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I am uh, reaching that point of now. Obviously, you're a Patriots fan, so you didn't feel this, but I think that football fans felt that like Patriots fatigue when it was just like pencil the Patriots into basically the AFC Championship every year, and now the Chiefs yeah. have been there five straight years. It was amazing. They've won. Two of the Super Bowls, obviously they lost one time to the Bucks. They lost to the Bengals. Uh, I can't remember the other team they lost to, but I think that was like the first year they got there or whatever. But I think I am getting hitting Chiefs fatigue. You and I both, If I feel like if our teams, uh, like obviously we're out of playoff contention and the Bengals were in it, I feel like both you and I would be rooting for the Bengals because we like – like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, like that whole team so much, right? Like they would be your team to win a Super Bowl if your team was out of it. Yes. Yeah. So I do think that this maybe makes them, obviously it's scary because Joe Burrow, as much as we like him, he has had an injury history, especially since being in the NFL where he missed the entire first year of playing or was oh no it was his rookie year where he missed after tearing his ACL and then he came back led him to a Super Bowl all that kind of stuff last year obviously they were playing in Arrowhead there was the bullshit call that of course benefited the Chiefs we've already talked about how they get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to every fucking questionable call but I really do think at this moment, and obviously we're not picking our Super Bowl favorites in the AFC and NFC till uh, a month from now, but I just don't know how, especially with this uh, Joe Burrow injury, because it's nothing's broken. He didn't tear anything, but it is a sprain. And the reports you keep hearing about this is 
it'll be something where if he rushes back from it early, it could just bother him the entire season. Now, that might not be that big of an issue for Burrow because he isn't. He's like one of the last kind of like pocket passing quarterbacks, right? He doesn't do like the scrambling or really even moving around in the pocket. So that might not affect him as much as somebody like a Lamar or a Jalen Hurts where running is so like such a big part of their offense. But I'm not going to lie. If I saw that, I was like, fuck, the Chiefs are just going to the fucking Super Bowl again. I mean, if you had to take Chiefs or the Fields. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs are the fields. I mean, I I would take Chiefs. How about you? I'd take Chiefs right now. Yeah, um, yeah we haven't done our picks. Um, we'll get into this here when we get to one of our next topics. Um, Bengals are my current AFC team to take down the Chiefs. But if a certain something happens, um, uh, I have a different team that I think could take them down. So we'll leave that up for... in a minute we'll get to it uh but let's move on to another afc at least contender at the moment but i am still very cautious when it comes to being as as bullish on this team as everybody else appears to be the jets last night we are obviously recording this on friday they played last night the first preseason game against the browns but we are talking about the jets and broncos Because Sean Payton basically came out and said Nathaniel Hackett last year did the worst coaching job he's ever seen. He stuck up for Russell uh, Wilson, said it was all basically Hackett's fault. Hackett came out and was like, you broke the coach's code. Aaron Rodgers then came out because Nathaniel Hackett obviously now is with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets. He basically said keep my coach's name out of your fucking mouth. He did the Will Smith Oscars thing. Didn't slap anybody though. Or at least we don't know. We don't know now. We know he didn't slap Sean Payton. But that was, but I mean, yeah. But the Broncos and the Jets play, I believe in week, I think it's like week four or five. So that adds a little Um, fuel to that fire in that game. Uh, But Casino, what are your thoughts on this entire thing? Sean Payton taking the shots, uh, hit what he said about worst coaching right. job he's ever seen, uh, like all of that. Yeah, so um, they do play in week, week five. five. And currently, yeah, currently that Sunday night primetime game is a good one. It should be a good one. It's Niners-Cowboys. However, there's already talk now that this might be flexed into the position just because of Sean Payton going um, against Hackett. What? I, I like that because I, I like what he's, what, what Sean Payton's doing because if it really was, say it was or wasn't Hackett, what you're doing right now is, you know, you went in, you became the bad guy with Russell Wilson. You're like, hey, we don't want your guys in this. Um, team facility this is not this is going to be my my team I'm running it you don't get to have your say you don't get to have your say you know I'm Sean Payton this is how we're going to do it you know which that was already you know oh man he's coming in strong but then I feel like this is going to soften the blow a little bit where he's like okay I'm not going to throw it all on 
us because this was a really bad coaching job. And now he's throwing the majority of the blame on the coach. I think he's trying to do a little saving grace with the team and with Russell Wilson. And I think that's a, I think that's a smart strategic move as a coach being like, okay, I know I pissed you off, but you know what? I don't think it was fully you. We can try to work something out. You and I, I know that's a weird little take on it, but that's kind of how I feel about it is he's trying to now mend and be like the big brother to Russell Wilson and be like, Hey, I'm your friend. Even though I told you this, you can't do this, but now I'm going to blame him and not you. So I like that. He's taking the shot in a sense of, I think he's trying to reconnect with his team and his quarterback. And when he came in Han basically kicked everybody out. So I'm okay with that. If there wasn't that issue, him calling out Hackett in the way he did is, kind of fucked up but i'm all for it because you know what that really was a bad coaching job and also to just the organization paid way too much for russell wilson in the first place so you gotta throw some shots there but he's not going to because now he's employed by that organization um well and but because of it's really funny how aaron rod or I was just going to Go. say, because of the money they paid Russell Wilson, like it's not like Sean Payton can have another quarterback, right? Like the money basically ties him to Russell Wilson, regardless of if Russell Wilson is cooked or not. Like Sean Payton can't be like, I'm bringing in my own guy to be the quarterback. Like he's stuck with Wilson. So what you're saying where he has to have his back, like he has to have his back basically because they're tied together regardless of what he thinks about Russell Wilson. So might as well be like, I'm going to try to get you on my fucking yeah. side. So that, like, that's why I think like he came in hot, you know, cleaned house. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I only did this because this guy did such a bad job. And I'm going to, you know, you are good, but he didn't, you know, he didn't round up the crews, you know, he didn't round up the team. He didn't make us a team. I'm going to make this a team, 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 team. Kind of, yeah. I don't know why I was going heavy with like, uh, uh, what was that? Remember the Titans scene? Team, what team? Sorry. It's a great movie. But that's actually a good take on it. My, uh, that's a good take on it. My only disagreement with your take is if he felt this way, why would he do it publicly? It feels weird to be like, I'm just going to use this. I don't know if it was at an inner in an interview or at the podium to just shit on the other coach, especially when everybody knows Nathaniel Hackett, what is it? Uh, didn't do a good job coaching the Broncos, but everybody knows the worst coach in the NFL or the worst coaching job in the NFL we've seen in the past five years. You can make the case forever was when it was uh, Urban Meyer at the Jaguars because the second Urban Meyer left, all of a sudden that Jaguars team is now one of the best teams in the AFC with basically the best pe- or with basically the same pieces, and they just got a different coach yeah. in, and now all of a sudden it's like, I'll give you, oh yeah, they're competing with everybody in the I'll AFC. I'll give you two reasons. I'll give you two oh reasons God. why I think that he made it public. One is because Russell Wilson loves things public. Russell Wilson. Prob- I mean, That's maybe right. there was a case where Russell Wilson like was, hey, maybe I want, you know, I'll, I'll accept your apology and, you know, I'll be a coach's quarterback if you go public about this. You make yourself look like, 
That could be one route. Or the other route is Sean Payton's already retired, and he came out of retirement. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a rat's ass. Uh, yeah. People already don't look for the whole target back in, um, back in New Orleans. So, you know, maybe he's just leaning into that. Like, all right, all right people don't already like me. I'm going to a quarterback that people are frustrated with. Hell, I don't I'm just going to say it how it is. I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. He was a bad coach. I'm going to try to make things better. And, you know, that's a big statement, though, because if he does not improve this team, and it's the t- then you know what? You're fucked, bud. Yeah. Well, it's also that thing where what is your opinion of Sean Payton, the coach, especially from when he was in New Orleans? Because I always fucking hated him. I always thought he was an asshole. I always uh, hate those coaches that are like the hotheads, like be a dickhead. Uh, I would hate him to be the coach of my team. Like, yeah, he wins a lot. But again, had a Hall of Fame quarterback, a top 10 defense pretty much every year he was in uh, New Orleans. And they were, they won one Super Bowl never really came close to a second and so it's kind of just like yeah he's a great coach but I also think there's a difference between the coaches that can get their team up for one season and then all the other seasons it's like you're never even close right that's why I never liked Mike McCarthy as a coach because he won the Super Bowl that one year none of those great Packer teams were ever fucking close to winning another one so I just think there's something to be said where it's like you get them to you get your team to a certain level and you can never get that team again. So thoughts on just Sean Payton as a coach, just in general, have you ever liked him or always thought he was an asshole? No, I never really liked him because I, I under, yeah, I'd have. So I, I agree with in the sense of, you know, you might be a great coach, but there's other ways to go around it than being an asshole. Like, for instance, you know, I always go to the Patriot route. Bill Belichick's a great coach, and he can be a hard ass, but he's not an asshole. Like, but he's never deviated from that. It's this is how we run it. You want to join this team and, and run it very systematically. And cool that, you know, you know what you're going to get when you go in there. But Sean Payne always felt like a loose cannon, and I didn't like yes. that. Um, yeah, and then obviously when the targeting thing came out, I was like, well, I'm done with that. You know, that guy, I, I didn't like the targeting thing, but, um, yeah, he's always seemed no. just like a, a hothead that just couldn't keep his control for things. So. Yeah. And I'm not even saying That's he's not, I don't think either of us are saying he's even a bad coach. Like he's a good coach. I just don't think he, I wouldn't just want him to be the coach of my team is basically what I'm saying. Like, I don't like. Same reason why there's certain players where you're like, I fucking hate that guy, but I could deal with him on my team. And then there's certain players where it's like, I fucking hate that player and I would never want them on my team. Like when uh, Nandamakan Sue signed with the Eagles, I was like, I've always been annoyed by this guy. And now on the Eagles, he still annoys the shit out of me. But it's just like, you kind of have to like deal with it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Let's move. Uh, let's That's always move a on. player. That's always a player that I never really cared for, as yeah. well. Nadal like Sue. Dirty... I mean, he always went after Brady. And 
always went after Brady in the worst ways, like trying to hurt the dude. Um, he's openly has talked about like, no, I try to get to him. I, I he doesn't say I want to like hurt him, but like he's like, no, he's my like number one target for years. And I was like, oof. Yeah. But anyway, and then the nice. thing, well the done. thing that always annoyed me about Sue was he was obviously a dirty player. He was like doing it all the time, but then he would do that. Like even after he would get fined for it, he would still play dumb and just be like, what are you guys talking about? And that's what made me fucking hate him. It's just like, if you're going to be the asshole that is a dirty player and you're getting fined for it anyways, why are you just not owning up to it? Why are you trying to play like the dumb guy routine of being like, what are you talking about? I'm just out here playing football. You're just like, really? Like, that's your defense of every... It's just, that's what fucking annoyed me. But let's talk uh, last little bit about the Broncos and Jets is Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut to, uh, I guess, give the Jets more wiggle room to sign potential free agents and all this kind of stuff. Thoughts on the pay cut uh, that he decided, I guess, to voluntarily or maybe even offer up himself to take to make the Jets a better team, Casino? Oddly enough, I like that move. I think that's a good move. Um, That was one thing that I always appreciated about not just Brady, but, but a lot of other Patriot players throughout the years is, a lot of those times they kept taking pay cuts so they can be relevant and they can get the right piece that they want, you know, for the next season and it works. So, I mean, hell, if let's have a good run able to get one more good on them. I mean, good. I I still don't like Aaron Rodgers. I I will never like Aaron Rodgers, but that is a smart, (laughs) finally a smart football move for Aaron Rodgers to do to help his team. He wants to be successful there. You're going to have to like, you're, you're making a lot of money. Like if you want to be successful, give up a little bit of money, get some right pieces in. And instead of being a front loaded team, you know, a heavy team, make a well-balanced team and you might shine. So I think it's a really smart move. I'm sad that he did it because I don't want him to be successful, (laughs) but it really, I think helps out. I think it really helps them out. Um, so good on them for doing that. But still, I hope they lose. Obviously. Uh, you know what? We're, <laughs> we are agreeing too much on this episode because I agree with literally everything you said. And I, much like you, am, a, am an Aaron Rodgers hater. But when I saw this move, I was like, that's a fucking good move. Like, Every single, ironically, when Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay, everybody was like, he makes every wrong move in terms of like media and team appearances, right? Where it's just like, why is he not working with the young guys? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that? And then he goes to the Jets and it's like all he's done since he got to the Jets is do every single thing right. Like he's getting... His friends, like, signed. He's getting all these guys uh, their money. He's, like, giving the Jets now money for them to get better. He's, like, going to all the events with teammates and practices and OTAs. And he's he really chatting hated, up. really hated 
being in Green Bay. Like he hated Green <laughs> yeah. Bay. I mean, I mean, Green Bay, New York, Green Bay, New York, Green Bay. That honestly, that might be what it is because last night he's uh, Zach Wilson he's was got, like he's that big personality. He needs he he's got that big personality. He needs that big personality attention and new york you're gonna get it yeah and uh even last night their first preseason game the one good play that zach wilson made even after the game he was like oh yeah that was all aaron Rodgers." like he set up that play told me like where to go like all this kind of stuff so it's like his teammates the one thing you have to say about aaron Rodgers is pretty much every teammate he's ever had talks about the guy like he's the best, right? Like they, I've never heard a player, maybe Greg Jennings, but I think that might have more to do with him being like a talking head on ESPN or, or Fox sports, I think, but everybody else always talks about Aaron Rodgers with the same reverence, like former Patriot players talk about Tom Brady, right? Like just that thing where it's like, he's my guy. He's the best. I love him. Blah, blah, blah. But I got to say, uh, much like you, I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater. And when I saw that move, I was like, that's a fucking good move. And then the Jets now are in the running to sign, you know, we'll talk about, uh, we'll segue to Jonathan Taylor, but they're in discussions now to sign another big name running back that's still out there. Maybe get, you know, another couple little pieces here before the season starts, but uh Aaron Rodgers I don't think the Jets are going to be nearly as good as everybody else does but they're making good moves I don't know I don't know but let's move to you alluded to it a little bit earlier casino let's move to Jonathan Taylor he has requested a trade from the Colts uh then there came out some weird reports where the Colts were like he's injured and he failed a physical so that's why we're not like paying him money or giving him a contract and Jonathan Taylor was like I'm 100% healthy there's never been a health issue like what the fuck you guys talking about and then obviously there's the weirder broader picture which is the devalue of the running back position and now no team wants to play or pay running back so when it comes to Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade he is one of the few running backs that like a Saquon Barkley is kind of in that he can be a game changer top five running back in the league if you need a running back uh where do you think he gets traded where do you think he goes obviously Jim Ursay came out and was like we're not trading him under any circumstances but we've heard many GMs and owners say that about players before and then all of a sudden a week later they're fucking gone because they just got offered you know much more or something that they didn't think they would get offered. So where do you think he goes casino or do you think he stays put in Indianapolis? Yeah. So uh, oddly enough, every single team in the AFC East um, Patriots being the longest shot, but I mean, as you just alluded to the jets, they opened up some cap space, um, some money to sign some people. Um, That's That is a, a thought. Uh, the Dolphins are uh, apparently on his short list. Obviously, somehow the Chiefs still have money 
to give and he's on that short I just don't fucking understand I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. If Jonathan goes to the Chiefs, let's just say he does, I'm not watching a single football game this entire season. You're going to have to find yourself a new co-host because we already know who's going to win the Super Bowl. It, it would be just stupid to watch the football. Um, anyway, but this is where I was allude to where I was going to say that uh, you know, Bengals are obviously the biggest threat to the Chiefs in full years, but I and the Bills have been on a massive decline lately. But we've been talking about what have the Bills been missing? The Bills have been missing a good running back to help open up, um, help open up uh, his passing game. Oh my gosh, my bad. Um, whew, to open, sorry, I had it had a burp there to open up Josh Allen's <laughs> passing game a little bit more. I mean, Josh. Josh Allen doesn't really do the the drop off dumps, you know, for running backs. He just will scramble up and run it himself. So that's not going to change much there. But if you can give yourself a good north and south, obviously you want to go north, um, running back, and where like he would probably just you plug him in, he probably gets seventy five percent of the carries for that team, um, and that that is including you know when you have the quarterback sneaks with Josh Allen, but, but that's going to take a lot of load off of him. And maybe that's what Josh Allen needs because in playoff time, he's a little beat up. He's a little run down. Maybe he needs a grinder of a running back. So if they do get, if he does get traded, um, I, I would, again, not watch the football season if he's to the Chiefs. However, if he does go to the Bills, I think that's a great fit for that team. Um, yeah, if he goes to the Bills, I think that's a great fit, fit for that team. And I really do think that the Bills could be, uh, jump the Bengals as contenders if they give themselves a good running back, and you get um, you get Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs on the same page, which they said that they are on the same page and they're going to work things out, work things out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, if they get that worked out or that as they said, and you throw in Taylor as the running back, that's a scary team. That's a very scary team. Yeah. Also, the craziest thing With that about the whole, already being pretty stout. Yeah. Well, the craziest thing about the whole uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, situation is he is already. I think it's debatable, but barely a top five running back and running back in the league. He's only twenty four years old, and you know they say the wheels fall off a running back when you know they hit thirty. So. If you are able to trade for a running back like Jonathan Taylor right now, you've got, you know, obviously potentially barring injury and all that kind of stuff. You've got a top five running back in the league for minimum the next five, six seasons. Like, I don't know if you are a contending team, like you just said, literally like the Bills or the Chiefs, where do the Chiefs really need it? No, but... The Bills, like you said, it does really feel like a team where it's just like if they literally just got a rushing attack that was top half of the league, like 15th in the league or whatever, they feel like they'd be a much deadlier team to deal with in the playoffs. And then it also might take the pressure, some pressure off Josh Allen. So maybe he's not doing as many turnovers as he usually does. It might make... uh, Stefan Diggs get the ball more because now 
with the Bills, you have to worry about the run game. So I completely agree with you. The Bills seem like the most obvious spot where it'd be like they've needed a running game for basically this entire iteration of the Bills and they just can't find it. So why wouldn't you? try to take a page out of the Rams playbook where it's like, instead of trying to find guys in the draft or sign free agents, why are you not just in the win now mentality where you're just, uh, why are you not in the win now mentality of, you know, we're going to trade away all our picks that mean nothing to do. Why are we not going to do the trade away, you know, all of our draft capital to get pieces we need right now for this window that's rapidly closing? So, yeah, I think Bills, but I really just think he stays with the Colts because nobody values running backs anymore. So they probably are just going to keep him and this won't be a story in a month. Okay, Casino, let's talk about our last two topics here. That is, the first one's going to be a quick one. It is that Alvin Kamara has been suspended three games for that, I believe it was a nightclub fight or something like that incident in our own hometown of Las Vegas. Uh, How big of a deal do you think that is for the Saints this season in a... I mean, is there a more wide open division in sports than what is it? The the NFC South. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be bad to watch. Truly. Um, There's not going to be much going on in that. Uh, And yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a nightclub thing, but I want to touch on this a little bit with, you know, talking about, I'm glad we're talking about the, the Alvin Kamara, Camaro, however you want to say his name, potato, potato. Um, so the league is giving him game suspension for felony charges for battery, for assault yep. and battery, felony charges. He has, and then I, I just don't understand. Okay. Tom Brady, again, I'm going back to the Patriots. Very familiar. Say it every time. <laughs> He got a four-game suspension for allegedly. They were never able to prove the whole deflation bullshit. Deflate and gate. He Deflate still got gate. yeah. He still got four games for something that wasn't being able to be proved. That wouldn't have mattered in that game anyway. Because I've talked about this as my argument that that they scored when they replaced the footballs at halftime. The Patriots still scored four or five touchdowns after you know in the second half so it wouldn't have mattered in that game anyway um they did better when the proper balls went anyway so little side note little little baby rant there but um (laughs) i don't and the league they need to be more they need they need to be more consistent with their um suspensions i don't understand how somebody can have felony charges and only get three games than with being Brady or whoever, something that was not proved and isn't a physical harm or felony. You know, it may be against the rules in the NFL, but it's not a a countrywide felony getting off easier than that. Like, I don't under-fucking-stand it at all. 
at all. I just don't get your yeah. take on it. I'm, I'm, I'm very furious about, I'm really furious about this situation. Um, it's a hot topic for me. I, I think the guy should be suspending the entire season personally. Yeah. I think I do agree with you where it just becomes like this weird. Stop agreeing uh, with me. <laughs> I know this is a very agreeable episode, but usually you say dumb shit. This episode, you haven't. It's just been all, <laughs> all good shit. But no, I just think there is. Thanks. <laughs> it seems it seems weird to be like, these are what you can es- expect if you're involved in an assault, if you're in, uh, involved in a battery case, if you're involved in, God forbid, like a rape or murder case, or like all these like really, you know, heavy, heavy off the field issues. But it also is just like, this shit just keeps happening because obviously there are 32 teams, there's 50 Five, 56 players on each team including coaches and every year there's a couple what maybe a hundred new guys on all the teams so it's like there's never going to be a time where you have this many people under one umbrella and all of them are just going to be upstanding citizens right it's it's impossible there's zero percent chance of something that, like this and that zero percent chance fine that that's that's the thing continue i know where you're leading with this yes so then it becomes a thing where it's like obviously we've talked in this offseason so far about all the suspensions from gambling right so it's like gambling betting most of these guys they found out weren't even betting on their team some of them weren't even betting on their sports right and they were still like Calvin Ridley last year I don't think or uh I don't think he bet for the Falcons or if he did it was like for the Falcons to win or some dumb shit like that and he was suspended an entire year an entire year for a wide receiver who I mean could he affect the outcome of games by his play like possibly but it's not like you know a quarterback or a coach or some type of coordinator basically betting on his team to win or lose where he can actively affect the game on a larger scale. But those are the suspensions where it's like, these guys are banned from the league for life because they're no name guys who are obviously not stars in the league. The guys who are stars in the league, you get suspended for a year. Obviously we've had the discussion where like, what if it was Mahomes or Burrow or some big name player who's like a quarterback doing the betting thing? I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be suspended for a year oh. and the punishment would be different. So it's like the NFL. Right. Yeah. The NFL really needs to come out with a, and obviously we know why they have it because it's the punishments are different based on your tier in the NFL, but the NFL needs to come out and be like, guess what? You get arrested. You're automatically suspended four games. Doesn't matter what you get arrested for. You're involved in an assault or battery case. That's a year. You punch your wife in an elevator like Ray Rice, you're, gone from the nfl like it's just this thing where it's just like all these moral clauses where 
if um, if you're at a normal job and you get arrested over the weekend and you can't call into your work and then you tell your work, oh, I was arrested. That's why I missed three shifts. They'd be like, you're fucking gone. Like you're out of here. Like that's like morality clauses. And obviously when we talk about corporations, like morality doesn't come into play for them only for their employees. But this just seems like one of those things where he got suspended three games for a nightclub fight. And then it's just like, what is the, like, what is the precedent for three games? Like why three games? How did they come to this agreement? And it's just like, yeah. Then you talk about the Brady stuff and it's like a thing that can't even be proved. He got suspended for four games. Wasn't it? He got suspended for. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So it's just, I don't understand. I don't understand anything. It was, so it was a misdemeanor charge of breach of peace he did avoid felony battery charges. Well, uh, it was because he took a plea guilt. He took a plea. Yes. So the incident was the running back and several of his associates allegedly pushed down and kicked a man in an altercation outside of an elevator at the Cromwell Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. So it's the plea. He did agree to a plea deal. He was required to complete 30 hours of community service and pay basically the medical expenses for the victim. So again, it just seems that just seems like, yeah, as a grown adult, like you and your friends jumping another guy, like again, when you're a multimillionaire, like why are you involved in that altercation? Like, uh, I just, and again, this is the thing where you sit on the, uh, you know, the high horse because you're not the one doing it. But I feel like in a situation like this, we are allowed to sit on the high horse because we've never been in a situation where some guy's been talking shit to us and us and our group of friends beat the fuck out of him. Like you just no. yell at each other there's or just, you just, there's been the off. opposite side where, where you've gotten jumped before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was crazy. And uh, I walked away, thankfully, without getting my ass kicked. So, <laughs> well, good oh, thing it wasn't my... just you. You know, it was, it was group a group. Sorry, a group. It was your what? Well, what was uh, that? Your no, what? no, that was my, my alarm was going off. My alarm to end the podcast, Casino. We will. Uh, yeah. Uh, casino has to head out of here. We were going to talk about the Zach Martin holdout and the Cowboys computer. Casino's going to go buy a new computer, but we'll talk about the Cowboys off-season shenanigans when we talk about uh, the NFC East. We're going to start season two on Tuesday. I don't know why podcasts make you go season one or season like different seasons. It doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. This has been the season one finale. Season two starts on Tuesday where we will be talking about the NFC South and our predictions for how that whole division is going to shake out. Then Friday, we'll talk about the AFC South and then we'll do that each week. Next week, two podcasts a week. We're back. NFL season is back casino. I don't know if you saw the preseason game last night, but football's back, right? Everybody loves saying that. So anything else to say before we head out? 
I'm just excited to uh, revamp this podcast for season two, be more professional, have our shit mm-hmm. together a little bit better, have a yeah. new computer. And then, I'm of excited. course, I th- we're going to start doing some snippets. We're going to be doing, yes, we're going to start doing some snippets for the show. That's going to be good. You know, breaking. It I down would like to do. Snip- okay, yes, Grateful Hearts, Grateful Hearts, Grateful Hearts. We get it. <laughs> I would like to do uh, shorts. I would like to be more active on our YouTube page when it comes to not just posting the full episode, but posting clips and reels. And also, we're going to be a little bit more active on our social media sites this this season and coming in season two. Um, I think BJ is going to take one. I'm going to take the other. Um, Or we might even hire... uh, When I I say... um, we're going to convince one of our friends via blackmail or something to do our social media for us. Um, Finally. Somebody we who's have a little bit more social. Our friends yeah. And nothing to use it on. Yeah. That's a you good idea. You know what's idea. funny is we do have a lot, we do have a, we have a, do have a lot of blackmail on all of our friends, but they have blackmail <laughs> on us. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, we'll that's why we're out. friends is because we can't, we can't be anything else because I have to <laughs> stay friends with, that's the reason I'm still friends with you is because you knew much. I know so much. Doing so this much. podcast is doing this podcast. Yeah. Doing this podcast is just my way of monitoring you. Make sure you don't, you know, say anything. Horrible. Yeah. Well, also I said, Hey, casino, you want to do this sports podcast with me or else? And you were like, Oh shit. And then that's how this the whole thing started. Uh, but yeah, that's is- why I don't have a good computer, and you know, I was <laughs> yeah. all I'm, I'm scared shitless every single episode. That's why BJ <laughs> does all the talking because I don't want to make sure I fuck up. So, yeah, I got your number. We're gonna end on that note. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be this- a very different season, too. This has been the only sports podcast season one finale. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. We will be back on Tuesday. Uh, Better than ever before. We'll start diving into NFL. And if any other sports news happens, we'll talk about that. Uh, Yeah, this has been uh, the Only Sports Podcast. Adios. Bye.